This is Corporate Cafecito, where we discuss career development and entrepreneurial growth strategies. I'm Mario Rodriguez. Y yo soy Nayeli Suarez-Guez. Go get your cafecito and let's talk about professional growth. Welcome back to another episode here of Corporate Cafecito. I'm Mario Rodriguez. Y yo soy Nayeli Suarez-Guez. And today we have a special guest from the Connectory, right? Fermín, Fermín, ¿cuál es tu apellido? Fernández. Fernández. Fermín Fernández. De hecho, Fernández Fernández. Fernández So welcome, Fermín. Thank you. Uh, and I understand that you're doing some fantastic work in the business and entrepreneurship community here in Chicago. Tell us, Thank what you. is the, the... Well, first off, give us your background, and then we'll go into the connector. Okay, okay. We, we, we can yeah. do that. So uh, Fermín Fernández. So my name actually comes from uh, this tradition to name your, your son after the saint. By patron oh, saint, yeah. because my my grandparents come from northern Spain. Okay. So Fermin is one of those very strange names, and then even in Spanish-speaking countries, strange, right? <laughs> so that's a little bit of the background. I went to to, to Pamplona for the San Fermin party and the running oh, of the very bowl, cool. the bowls okay. and all that. So my, I grew up in Mexico City. Okay, my family is from Mexico City. I still have a lot of uh, family around, and uh, yeah, I mean, I. I I, I'm an engineer, and we can talk more about that in, in, uh, with the other questions. But, uh, but yeah, I moved to the U.S. in 2005, and uh, I've always been very international. I like to, to meet people from all over the world. But I'm very connected with the Latin, my Latin roots. And actually, as we talk more about my trajectory, I came not I, – I, first I went to Detroit, then I went to Germany, and then I came back to Chicago, not to Detroit. And a little bit of the motivation was uh, the big – uh, Latin community that we have in Chicago. So, so what brought you here in 2005? Uh, 2005, I I started working for a Bosch in uh-huh. in Mexico, in a production plant in Toluca, which is a city mm-hmm. close to mm-hmm. Mexico City, very industrial. And uh, I wanted to do an MBA because my background is engineering, but I've always been in this threshold between technical and not so technical, right? Mm-hmm. So like industrial engineering is very light engineering, if you will. Some people say it's like, I'm not really an engineer. I would say <laughs> I had my enough share of mathematics to say that, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an engineer. But uh, I wanted to do an MBA and, and Bosch uh, so appreciated what I was doing with them. And they were looking for someone that could connect the plants in Mexico and the customers in the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. So I was sort of like the right combination yeah. of, you know, Having the connections, understanding the culture in Mexico, and also I could do my MBA in, in at the same time, right? So I had my MBA in, in, in Detroit, and uh, and that's that's how I moved to, to the U.S. in 2005. That's wonderful. So tu trayectoria casi ha sido puro bash. Mi trayectoria ha sido casi puro bash. Tienes tienes razón, yeah. And then right. so. It was your brainchild to do the connectory, right? It is. It is. It is correct. And, and it's interesting about that you mentioned about Bosch. Yeah, it feels like a long time, but actually I changed so often, mm-hmm. you know, from one position to the other. Like my first position was like two or three years, right? Then I moved to the U.S. After three years, I changed to a manager position. And then after three years, I went to Germany. New country, new, you know. So every three years I had something different. Yes. Which so it keeps you allows, engaged. Exactly. And, yeah. and some people say, well, so long. But in reality, it's it's like seven jobs in one. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, has been uh, also one of the common denominators, like the connectory, for example. Connectory itself, yes, it's Bosch, but 
it's a combination between Bosch and 1871, which is the largest incubator in, in the city, as maybe you guys have mm-hmm. yes. talked yes. about yes. Uh, that in previous shows. So this is a hybrid between a big company like Bosch and 1871, which allows it to be a very exciting project, which uh, yes, I started that project together with a very talented people from Bosch uh, back in the day. And I still collaborate a lot with my boss. He's in Germany right now. But we're very proud about what we have done. Uh, but it's very different from what Bosch has been doing in the past. And and we, we, we hope that it carries on into the future for sure. So talk to us about what the connectory focuses on. Exactly. So the connectory, so think about a classic company like Bosch that is doing manufacturing for 150 years, okay? Mm-hmm. So imagine all the processes, all the stories and culture is based on stories, right? Of people working, of documents, things like that. Imagine trying to now open the door of a company like that that has been developing products behind closed doors without telling anyone, just you know, putting the, the product out in the market mm-hmm. and then trying to sell millions of these things, right? Now, try to tell the company, you need, need to open the door a little bit enough to allow external companies, entrepreneurs, universities, students in a way that can help you develop now software products, right? Yes. Mm. Because the world has changed, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you sell only hardware, I think your days are, uh, could be counted, right? Because most of us now buy things that have a software component yes. as sure. part of the product, right? Yeah. And if the software component is not there, chances are you're going to buy something different, right? So Bosch, uh, back in those days when we were thinking about Connectory, we, we realized we cannot develop this software behind closed doors. This just doesn't work. So the Connector is this organization that allows Bosch to open the door to all these innovators, all these talented people in the software development side. Okay. To collaborate with the with, with the with the company, how? By talking to Bosch people in a comfortable, open environment, which the Connector allows. Yes. Because Connector is not a Bosch office. But we have a lot of Bosch people in there. So in a very subtle but really clear way, we are helping the Bosch employees come out from their corporate uh, cocoon, if you will. Sure. Sit down at the connectory and meet people like, like Nayeli going to the, coming to these, these events that are organized by other organizations. And with that, these employees can open their minds to new possibilities. So it's a hub for new innovations. Hub for new mm-hmm. innovation and meeting new people, really uh, finding out what else is in Chicago that can help them develop their right. ideas. Or, may, or maybe there, there's also the talent attraction piece, right? I right. think uh, maybe you've observed there's a lot of people changing jobs or the companies like Google and other big ones are absorbing all the software development talent that we have in the city. They bring people also yes. from other places. And Bosch also wants a little bit of that. We need software development talent. So how do we attract this talent to work for Bosch when our only offices in the area are very corporate, very yeah. old-fashioned and all that? So they the connector, welcome, yeah. Exactly. It doesn't feel... If you're a software developer just coming out from one of our great universities in Chicago, would you work for Bosch if you only see the offices that are in the suburbs, for example? Correct. Maybe you want to stay in the city, you know? Maybe you, maybe, you know, Bosch is something that you didn't know. There were innovative projects around software that companies working on. With a simple visit to the connectory, I've seen in people's eyes how they learn and their perspective about Bosch changes. And this is one effect that the connectory creates. 
I want to talk about the the connectory effect mm-hmm. because it's not just the office. I know the office is a big part of it, but you put a lot of thought into what a company needs to succeed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, specifically the mentorship program right, right. where you have experts that come in and are available to the people who come to the connectory. What kind of support or what kind of encouragement do you give companies as they come in? So what we try to do, and this is what can di- differentiate us from other co-working organizations like mm-hmm. WeWork and all that, is that, first of all, we're focused on IoT. Mm-hmm. So it's not... What does IoT mean? Ah, yes. <laughs> Sorry, IoT, Internet of Things. So Internet of Things, it's all about connecting devices and humans in a meaningful way which uh, with the use of data, sensors, and also, you know, show dashboards and sometimes uh, automatic decisions with AI, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Bosch has products in many different domains, which we didn't talk too much about just yet. But the biggest one is automotive. Automotive. Every single car in the world has at least one Bosch component. Absolutely. Then Bosch also, maybe uh, your audience knows, we manufacture appliances. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. my dishwasher is Bosch. The quietest quietest dishwasher, right, in the market. You don't know if it's running, right? So that, we also do power tools, and we also do industrial automation, but also cameras and, and other things. So... Because we are so diversified in the portfolio, it's very interesting to think about how do we connect all these products to each other in a meaningful way so that, you know, you're in your car, you're getting home, Mm -hmm. you know, the camera sees that you're coming in or something like that. And then it will heat up the oven, right? So that you can put up, you know, pizza in the oven and you can have a nice dinner, things like that, right? Sure. So to connect all these domains... The connectory is is a good place because, as I mentioned, we have three or four organizations at Bosch in the Chicago area that don't talk to each other so so much. Yes. So the connectory is this place where we have people from all these different divisions, and we invite them to to put to come and do their projects with us, and at the same time we connect them to to the to the entrepreneurs in at the connectory that are not Bosch, and we see that connectory effect. That combined to the with the mentor platform that that yeah. Magali brought up, these mentors are also focused in IoT and in other adjacent activities that, with the community, for example, mm-hmm. right? So for me, this is the point where we're trying to also create efficiencies. So we're you know the connector is is this place where if you have an idea around IoT, the, this is the place that gives you the most value for to solve the problems that you're facing to meet people that are around the area of IoT to maximize the, the, uh, these lessons, right, for people and for the Bosch people to maximize their development of, of their ideas at the same time. We're going to refresh our cafecito. While we do that, visit our website, corpcafecito.com, for more information on how to contact Mario or me. But when you're inside a big corporation, like a bash, mm-hmm. it must be very hard to sell your idea, to get people to invest, especially in something so big. Mm-hmm. 
How would you encourage someone to to do that if they have a big idea and they're at a big company where perhaps you know it's very bureaucratic or there's mm-hmm. lots of processes? Yeah. How did you do that? This is this is a very good question, and I think that's where my experience in different positions in one company helped me, mm-hmm. and also in different countries, right? So for for example, I learned you know German. It's a little bit uh, yeah. interesting challenge, but I, I, <laughs> I dominated. I have very excellent German friends. Uh, but it allowed me to understand the culture and the processes. So I would recommend anyone trying to get into someone that has a job and maybe you know trying to do something inside the company in this in this mm-hmm. way. First of all, you need to learn the game, right? Learn the game, and I think it was Dali or someone mentioned you know you, know, you need to know the rules to to break them, right? Correct. Yes. 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 Uh, and this is I think I, I will encourage. Anyone in a big corporation that's trying to innovate or trying to to start something like the connectory, first of all, learn the rules. Learn what what are the are the processes that you need to follow for a simple project. Maybe not to do something so innovative, but for this, every company has these rules, right? Mm-hmm. Once you learn the rules and you use them as well, at some point, trying to find people that are like-minded mm-hmm. in the sense of you know talk to people about your idea, obviously. Uh, you know, say, talk about what what is your motivation, what makes you tick, and try to co- try to create like your board or your yeah. You know, so it, and there's a part where it's interesting because it's not so different from a startup world. You're just inside a company, right? Mm-hmm. Which you can say, yeah, okay. You know, I have a job, I have a salary, and in some cases, founders don't have that, right? I mean, but in some ways, it's more or less the process of finding people that are passionate about your idea. Find also, that's another recommendation, find someone in the management that can be your sponsor. Your mentor, yeah. Me, yeah, I would say more sponsor. than a mentor, a sponsor. A sponsor, yeah, a sponsor. Because a mentor can tell you, oh, maybe you should do this, right. you should do that. A sponsor will be a person critical in, in the organization that will open the doors for you and even give you money or even get you out of very difficult conversations. Like like Nigel is saying, if I walk into a board meeting and I say, look, well, let's build a connectory, if seven of these directors say, we don't understand it, we don't have money, please go away. If I have a sponsor in that room who They're already talked to all of them before forward. and already mentioned the idea and already has a good feeling on where people are, yep. you have a better chance to sure. get these things through. So you have to also learn how to play the politics side. Mm-hmm. So in other words, understand the organization, mm-hmm. understand the decision makers, but very crit- critically is having a sp- Sponsor that is behind you and your idea, and and that that would allow you to open the door, right? In terms of the implementation of the idea, what I recommend to to people in, at Bosch is you have to be fast, yes. Because corporations that are big, and I'm not saying Bosch is is really acting always like this, but the organization is is designed to stop or let's say to put guard guardrails to. To ideas that people have. Mm-hmm. For example, you, I used to be a project manager at Bosch. <laughs> and my job was to check that people did not deviate from the sure. process, right? right? Like the process policy, if you will. Oh, I always hated people like that. <laughs> exactly. Production <laughs> like, oh. manager. Yeah. The weird thing is that because I did so many projects in different countries and in, in different nature, like software and hardware projects, I learned how to protect my people from the processes so that it was easy for them to do what they had to do without... Uh, you know, messing too much with the process. Mm-hmm. So what I would say is in this innovative process that are have a higher risk of deviating from the process, you have to be fast before the 
process police sort of like organizes yes. to kill your idea. So speed is critical. So the lessons learned, in, in my opinion, is having a sponsor, someone that is cheering and helping you remove executive level barriers. Yeah. Second, learning the process, as I said, mm -hmm. and then design the project so that you have early wins and move fast. Yeah. So the connector is uh, to give you a concrete example for your audience. So the connector is is a physical space. It looks like a co-working space, like an office, but has a lot of uh, technology demos for people to see. This, I, I was able to develop this project from napkin idea. So from, you know, sit down, have a beer, what the connector could be, mm -hmm. into opening the doors, having uh, the mayor of Chicago cutting the ribbon in nine months. Wow. wow. Nine wow. months. I, in previous projects at Bosch, I, it, it took took me longer to have like a, maybe like a new tool, tooling order from a supplier. You know? wow. <laughs> yeah. So we were extremely fast. Uh, I was able to 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 have the team, and I, I remember my my meetings, like critical meetings for the connector. I used to have fifty people connected in one single call, just checking the status. You know, like what was this going? What is the problem? What do you need to, to fix? Okay, another, another, another. Mm -hmm. Fifty people in one call coming in and out. Wow, I love at that. At one point. One of the things that you said, though, too, and this has always been my strategy, is you said you have someone talk to everybody. So by the time you get to the meeting, oh, yeah. there's buy-in. And I always I always tell people, I'm like, I have 12 meetings with 12 people before the big meeting so that by the time we get there, yeah. everyone's aligned. Correct. Critical. Um, critical. Yeah. In corporations, Natalie, this, is, this could be a, a critical, you know, do it or not do it, right? Yeah. I agree. If you think about all the work that you're doing... What's your driving force? Why are you doing it? But for me, the driving force is, um, and lately in this, in the pandemic years, you know, it was very tough. Obviously, if you're responsible for a physical location and you're connecting with people in person, mm -hmm. we have to find this driving force, right? Yeah. And for me, connecting, um, not, not only the internal and the externals, but helping also the other connector locations around the world. We didn't talk about this yet. Yeah. But no. we have five connectors around the world. The first one we opened was in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Very fast, Mexico said, we want to have one to attract talent, all that. So we opened one in Chicago. We have one in Germany, obviously, sure. at first. some point. Yeah. They said, we want one after yeah. they saw, yeah. you know, they were able to visit and see it. Uh, one in Brazil and one in China. Okay. So for me, one of these driving forces is we need to be better at, at sharing lessons also across borders, right? Yeah. It's very sad to see that something that has been solved in Mexico is not being utilized in Chicago or in Brazil and other places. Or connections that we have mm -hmm. with companies, projects that we have with other companies could benefit other regions, but we just don't know or we don't talk enough about it and we're missing out, right? Yeah. So for me, a driving force, and maybe because you know, I live in different countries and all that, is helping not only the Bosch people, but I'm also experiencing this great motivation from meeting externals who have experience in both sides of the border, right? And I think you have a lot of guests, yes. that, you know, who have family in Mexico or have connections to all Latin America. Mm -hmm. For me, is this, if we have communities that extend outside Chicago, outside of the U.S., we need to do things better together, no? At the end of the day, because, you know, what's the point, right? We all know each other, but, you know, my family in Mexico, they need to buy something, and maybe there's something better in Chicago. How come they cannot benefit from that service? Or vice versa, yes. right? Right. So this driving force for me is exactly that. How can we help our communities, our our corporations in, in the sense of Bosch? How can we do things better together? And for me, a good day is when I'm able to 
introduce, for example, one of you guys with someone maybe from Connector Mexico. And who knows, maybe there's an idea there where you say, maybe we do corporate cafecito Guadalajara one day or something, you know? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I like that idea. <laughs> Connect us to the connector. Yeah, we're there. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and to me, this is, this is fascinating because there's a lot of talent that is not being used. A lot of people with potential that sometimes they don't get the opportunity, you know? Or employees at Bosch that could have been, the, you know, the next Bosch president in Mexico, but because they didn't have the chance, Right. They end up stuck in a job, in a plant, you know, in a, in a plant, in a very, in, in their entry level job for years and years and years when they could have, I don't know, maybe come to Chicago for one year. And that can change families. That can change communities. How that do you can... teach someone to advocate for themselves? Um, I like to go to the universities. I am going next, next, uh, next week to my alma mater in Mexico, uh, where I graduated from. And uh, with the alumni organization, I'm getting more and more connected with the with the students in their bachelor. Uh, because I remember, uh, you know, when I was there, there was someone that was had a very interesting position in a big company in Mexico, and really it, it inspires you, right? I mean, and I think when people see someone uh, maybe that had a the sim similar background or a little bit of like, you see the possibility, right? When sure. you see someone, yeah. it's inspiring. And you see yeah. It's inspiring, right? Yes. And, uh, but I don't like to, you know what, I like to do this, this talk to a lot of people and all that, but I, I like also, I enjoy the one-to-ones as well. So that's also how I try to, to, to support, but also, you know, I, I like to invite people to, to take the step, you know, like yeah. I, I like talking to people in Mexico and all that, but I always tell them, invest in a trip to Chicago. It's not, I mean, these flights are everywhere and they're cheap in the, in, they're not cost prohibitive. Come to Chicago. I'll introduce you to interesting people. You can see this and that. One single trip could have the effect of 12 sessions yes. remotely. Or I don't know. I, I really can't, can't explain it. But I think this is where I want to be, right? I mean, I want to, to, to give, do more impact. Yeah, so be curious, right? And be adventurous. Be adventurous, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes it's just that, that little push. Very, very small. Yeah. You know, like little push. I mean, I'm even at some point, even if I can sponsor someone to travel... I'll do it, you know. And do a lot of people take you up on that offer? Um, it depends on the personality. I've noticed that personality plays a big role. And engineers, which, you know, I talk a lot with engineers because I'm an engineer. Mm -hmm. We tend to be sometimes a little bit not that adventurous, you know. We try to analyze everything, you know, to that yeah. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I try to be that that uh, motivating force to hopefully do enough so today they take the first step. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I also don't like to be the one like, okay, I'll, I'll remove absolutely every single barrier for you. And just, no, I mean, yeah. it's sort of like a growing thing. Yeah. I, uh, like you it. know, one of the things I, I think is very hard to answer when, when you're like you, right, where you moved and you tried and you went to different positions and you found the sponsor, like back, it means younger than me, but not by too much. <laughs> but to know to do that is mm -hmm. something that I don't think a lot of people know. To like seek or to get a sponsor yeah. or to yep. move to a different country or yeah. try different jobs. And I think now we're kind of giving that back to tell people like, this is how I did it. This yeah. is how you can do it. And and I hope people take advantage of that. We tell people a lot of people want to move up, move up, move mm -hmm. up, get promoted. And to me, the most important part was doing laterals so mm -hmm. that I knew everything. And I always said, I'm going to do like three or four laterals. Mm -hmm. And then cuando suba, nadie me tumba. 
because I know everything. Exactly. And I, I encourage people to take lateral so that yeah. you have that experience in the breath Absolutely. before you move up because no one's going to hire you at a director level if all you've done is in one role. Right. I completely agree. Actually, that, you know, we can talk more about the process at Bosch, but they ensure, they ensure that all the managers have cross-functional experience yes. and plant experience. You have to work in one plant at least a few years before you can become a, a, a senior executive. Oh, that's a wonderful It's part program. of the checklist. And, and I'll take also another extra step on that. Mm -hmm. If you or any of your listeners, if you're coming from a community where maybe your family didn't have too much money or you, know, you couldn't go to a good school, all these things, this is even more important yes. because your mindset, you have a disadvantage, not in the sense of, you know, oh, you cannot do it, but it's going to be tougher for you because you will you lack a little bit of that social support. Yes. And even sometimes even your own family will be questioning you when, when you say, I want to go to Chicago, I want to go yeah. here and there. So this is the part where you use these communities like corporate cafecito and, and the things that these resources in the community exactly for that reason. Try to get two or three people that are your cheerleaders yes. from your same, same background yeah. and, and let's do it. And this is the part where I come from a, I don't come from a you know poor, super poor neighborhood in Mexico City, you know means, but I went to a public university. I have a lot of friends that I met during bachelor, and we all together had to fight to get where we were a little bit more than maybe if you come from a you know university that has more connections. You meet people with mm -hmm. you know families that have a lot of connections and things like that. So I would I would say these type of resources are very very critical for those type of situations. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Fermin. I mean, you shared strategy, right? Preparation is key. Yeah. Uh, and then sharing the successes and innovations for all communities to thrive globally. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter where you guys, your listeners are. Get close to a connector. Connect with me. Uh, take the trip to Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> now you can travel anywhere. Open invitation. Open invitation. Open invitation for anyone. Come to Connector. is an open space. Uh, I love you guys for inviting me to, to, to this to this megaphone and, and congratulations in what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, and let's keep this, making this bigger and, and wider. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you, Fermín, yeah. otra vez. Aquí Gracias. I would love to have more cafecitos with you. Claro. <laughs> ¿Y cómo te gusta el café? Ah, uh, oh, el café. A mí me gusta espresso doble macchiato. <laughs> por, seguramente porque estuve en Europa un tiempo por ahí, pero está bien cargado. Bien cargado. <laughs> That explains your high energy. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you for joining thank us. You. And thank you for listening to another episode of Corporate Cafecito. Yo soy Nayeli Suárez Gas. Y yo soy Mario Rodríguez. Hasta la próxima. Corporate Cafecito was produced in beautiful downtown Oak Park at Boulevard Studio. Audio engineer and editor is Mike Mitchell. We're available on every podcast platform.